Welcome from Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 279, and welcome back to my front porch. Do you hear that? Do you hear it? There's wind. It's pumping. It's been like three days of just pure wind here in Arizona. Honestly, like I, a couple of the days, I couldn't even come out to record because the wind was so strong. Again, this is one of those really interesting things about having a podcast that you do outside is you are at the mercy of the elements. So it is windy, but it's not so bad as it was a couple of days ago. So I absolutely love the wind. And you all and you all don't know that if you if you listen for any period of time. Like I love I love the wind. But it's always like a little it, I feel bad sometimes because like in northern Arizona right now, there are forest fires. So anytime, it seems like anytime there's going to be huge gusts of winds in, somewhere in the west, like there is going to be forest fires attached to it. So I kind of have this mixed emotion around it. I personally really, really love it, but I also realize there's this tragedy that's happening uh, all around us. And, and I was, was kind of working through that a little bit and going like, so interesting. Like, I think life's a bit like that. You know, there's there's people who are just like, man, I just feel like life's going great. Everything's working out awesome. It's so great. And, uh, but then there's a the sense of like, yeah, but there's people all around the world who are really suffering. Like, should I still enjoy this? And so, you know, the reality is, yeah. You know, I had an Indian pastor one time who, you know, I had told him like, I sometimes feel bad for living in the United States when you all are suffering so much over in India. And he said, no, God put you in India, you know, you or God put you in the United States. Like you should thank him. Uh, I would want to be in the United States and in, in, in this situation he was talking about, like, I would love to be there, but God's got me here. And so we both need to worship God in where he's put us. And I thought, what an interesting perspective that I think so often we miss. We miss. Like uh, one of the things, uh, one of the podcasts back, uh, it was a while ago, did Psalms 23 verse 1. You know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And I realized just kind of working through that passage that, oh my gosh, like I've been, I've been trying to go, oh, my job is to get out of the valley of the shadow of death and my job is is to get into green pastures. No, 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 no. My job is to recognize the good shepherd in both of those scenarios. Uh, It's not about the place. It's about the person uh, of Jesus. It's about his presence. And man, that was, that was shifting. So, you know, sometimes when it's super windy out here, I'm like really grateful. But I also acknowledge that there's pain and, and devastation that's happening just like two hours from here and living in the tension of that honestly is a part of humanity which is why I'm really really excited about the passage we're going to go through today but before we do that I just want to say thank you thank you thank you thank you for continuing to listen and continuing to support this podcast it is a huge deal and I really really do I really 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 do appreciate it so okay Matthew 27 46 and about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with, out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama shabachthani, that is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You know, when Coop got sick, you know, I went through this really, it was a pretty dark time. 
Dark time, I mean, one, just so upset, so hurt, so angry, so confused. Like, God, what is happening? And I found myself asking the question all the time, why? Why is this happening? Why me? You know, why won't you take this away? Why, you know, why Why now? You know, it was right during, I had just launched Phoenix One, the, the first version of Phoenix One. It was blowing up in the sense that lots of people were coming. I mean, we felt like, wow, we are on to something that God's inviting us into. And I mean, it just was really special. And I mean, just what, everything seems to be going so great. And then boom, this hit. And so, so many why questions. And I found myself, uh, I found myself feeling really guilty and overwhelmed by the fact that that I was asking God why until I came to this moment came to this passage came to this realization that Jesus himself says my God my God why why have you forsaken me and uh, you know I, I I told you this last week that that I really do and I and I can probably have over the last few years of, as I've done um, the podcast that I really struggle with Holy Week, you know, I really do, and and I it, it maybe I think it's you know because I it's become maybe too routine, uh, maybe too religious, um, and I struggle to connect with Jesus's suffering. I really s- struggle with that. To 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 I struggle with connecting with my sin, and, and you know, so therefore, like Easter Sunday doesn't have the impact. Um, that that it, that it really is supposed to, and uh, <laughs> I think what it is a part of it for me is it's all the Christian pageantry that's around the whole thing, you know, all the Christian pageant, and and then what happens is, and I talked about this a little bit on Monday's podcast, but it's like, and then we just move on, and then we just kind of go like, well, we're we're through that season, we're through that holiday, and on to the next. And for me, I just struggle deeply with it. It feels so disingenuous. And I really struggle to reconcile all of it. And so um, I'm really trying to slow down and, and work through it. And this week, this week uh, has probably been the most helpful kind of post-Easter week I've ever had. Um, and I think a part of the reason why is because I just, I didn't move past, past Easter, I didn't move past it. I, I've been, I've been sitting out here, and I've been reflecting on it, and I've been reflecting on it with, in conversations um, that I've been having, and I started to go like, well, maybe I need to create a routine of this. <laughs> you know, maybe post Easter actually is all the way until next Easter, and that I just create a rhythm of really thinking through this and working through this and. You know, yesterday I uh, I got to do a podcast with my church, which was a huge honor, and we were reflecting on we were reflecting on the Easter season, and uh, we were also reflecting on uh, a series that we had just gotten through called uh, "Good God," um, and and it was such an awesome awesome opportunity. And it, it, what's fun for me is you've got three other communicators who, who you know were sharing teaching during. Uh, this series, and I just love watching everyone kind of talk about why they uh, were, why they taught what they taught, and what God was teaching them, and all that kind of stuff. And as everyone was speaking, I started, you know, I started thinking about like about Jesus. I started thinking about the cross. I started thinking about, you know, Good Friday, and and uh, I I realized something that I hadn't fully, you know, fully seen that I hadn't fully dealt with it was like in that moment as everyone was talking I had this real moment of clarity and here's what it was is what is that God 
could have rescued Jesus off of the cross. Like God had, could have rescued Jesus off of the cross. And here's the thing. Jesus knew that. Like obviously Jesus knew that. And, and, and the people, like the people are waiting for it. They keep yelling at him, do something. Show us if you're the Messiah, show us that you're something great. And what happened? God let him die. God let him die. God could have saved him. And God let him die. And, and I related so deeply with that. Right? I related so deeply. I know what that feels like. And, and so does Jesus. And, and, and some of you, you like know what that feels like. You know what it feels like to say, God, I know you can do something. And then it appears as if God's not doing anything and you struggle. You believe in faith that he can do something. And yet you're like, what's, what's going on? Like, you know, like for Jesus, Jesus knows what it is to believe in, he, in the all-powerful God. I mean, it's really, that's who he is. And he, he knows that, right? And, and I really believe that, that, that God is all-powerful. I believe that just like Jesus does. And, and I really do. I hope you do too. And I have seen God move in amazing ways in my life and the life of others. So I know empirically and practically about the power uh, of God. Because I've seen it, I've experienced it myself, and and this is what was put, uh, but this is not what was put in the Chris, Christian brochure. What was not put in the Christian Christian brochure is that there will be suffering, right? What was put in the Christian brochure is that you're going to get through everything, and you're going to make it, and and God is for you, and He is not against you, and you know, and all these different idioms that we continue to pull out, and we yank these passages out of our scriptures without understanding the full narrative, right? And that's what I say. Like, when they pitch you a Christian brochure, it's like, look, all the good stuff you can have. You can have salvation from heaven. You can have life and life to the full. Like, all these different things without going like, but actually there's a whole nother part of this story. And, you know, this theology, this Christian brochure type theology, has given many, many pastors, has helped many, many pastors earn millions of dollars on book deals and sales and donations. And um, and that kind of Christianity, to be honest, it sells. But it's not it's not biblical. It's not it's really it's not even real. And what makes Good Friday good is that God doesn't do what humanity wants, but what he wants. That's the truth that I'm like really like came alive to me. Oh my gosh, Good Friday. What makes Good Friday good is that God doesn't do what humanity wants. No, he, what makes it good is he does what he wants. And what we want is a real quick, clean resolution and solution to all the problems. But what he wants is complete and utter restoration at what any cost. And so what are we to do when our humanity comes into conflict with God's perfect plan? What do we do in the midst of that? Well, this again was the another learning. We join Jesus on the cross. We join Jesus in his petition of God, my God, my God, why? 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 It's so personal. 
It's so broken. It's so honest. And it's so like Jesus. And isn't that what we should be doing? Being like Jesus. Jesus doesn't reject his humanity in this moment. He suffers. He, he's going, you could rescue me. But we know in Isaiah, and this is such a hard passage, that it pleased God. It pleased God to strike Jesus down. It actually uses the, the term crush him. And, and it explains in Isaiah why for the redemption of all humanity. And, and it makes it Good Friday because in our humanity, we have these desires, these wants, but God has a greater plan, a greater desire for us. And, and you know what? I, I, I think what we should be doing is joining Jesus in this. And maybe that's my problem. Like, maybe my problem is I couldn't see Jesus as a human suffering with the will of God in his suffering. You know, I've had to make him God, and yes, he is absolutely God, but also he is human, and he's a human that wants God to intervene, and God doesn't, but, but God do, doesn't in the way that, he, that, that in our humanity we want, but he does it in the way that, that he wants, and Jesus joins him in that, not my will, but yours be done. So it's this tension that we live in but it's not don't reject it acknowledge it see jesus on the cross see him in his humanity and suffering going god you can do something right now and god's like i am it's maybe just not what you want in your humanity right now and in that moment because it's hurt because it's hurting and it's painful. And I, I just, I resonated so deeply with Jesus as I, I saw myself there going like, I get that. I feel that. Otherwise, why does he say, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Yes, he's tying back to uh, a psalm that's giving a prophetic view of this. But actually, that psalm is in the mix of humanity's grieving and groaning because things aren't going the way we want. This is what we're being invited into. And because we are being invited into Jesus' suffering, we know ourselves that we will suffer. But take heart. He's overcome the world. So the question for you is simply uh, this. Are you able to see Jesus in his suffering? And are you able to petition God when you're struggling? My God, my God, why? Why? Why is this going on? Why does it feel like you're forsaking me? Without losing hope that he does have a plan and he is doing a good work for his glory and his honor. So God, we, we don't fully understand that. And to be honest, in our, our, our kind of broken, fragile humanity, we struggle with this. But I do profess that you are a good God who has a plan, even when it comes into conflict with my own. So, Take heart, take a breath, reflect, and believe that God, God of the universe, is near to you in your own heart. Until next time, cheers.